Hey, Scott. Yes, Adam? Could you pass the butter? My popcorn isn't quite swimming in it. Coming to you almost live from inside a movie theater popcorn machine. This is The Unknown Studio. I'm Scott. I'm Adam. And we are your delicious, buttery hosts. We sure are. And if you want, you can even add a little salt. It's not good for you. It's not. You're going to have a heart attack. Uh, We've got a very exciting show because they are all exciting, but most especially because we have Mondo J. Runham on our show. Welcome, Jay. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for uh, finally joining us. Yes. I I was just going to say, we had intended to have Mondo J. on the show for our Oscar episode. That's right. Yeah. Uh, with Ashley Weeb. Uh, that's not to uh, dump on Greg <laughs> oh, Beaver, who came oh. on the show. Oh, uh, but Adam's fighting words. Jay bourgeois. couldn't make it on, so yeah. we found a substitute. Greg was awesome and happy to come on the show a little earlier than we had planned to talk about movies. And it's cool, mm-hmm. but uh, that's where we had intended to have it. It's Jay. true. Yeah. But I think I, this I think this is going to work out for the this better. Is, this will be good, too, yeah. Because oh. we are we're literally talking about summer blockbuster movies. The things that we can look forward to, loving. The things that we can look forward to, strongly disliking Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and everything in between. Yeah. Now, um, are you guys, we're all movie buffs, obviously. That's yes. why we're here. Oh, That's why bit, we're talking yeah. about this. Just Do you think that you go to movies more in the summer or in the winter? I would say the winter. Really? Really. I, like, I go and see some summer movies, but the summer blockbuster season, shall we say, hasn't been as big a thing for me, at least personally, for a while. And um, I've seen a, a number of other people mention that winter is becoming the new summer for big movies. <laughs> like, I guess that's true, actually. Because yeah, like you, see more, range. Yeah, yeah, you see more, yeah, you see a lot more movies coming out in, in December during the holiday season, yeah. which is also prime time for Oscar nominations That's true. So that's kind of when I see the most movies. Yeah, and that's become kind of Will Smith's big area too. I Am Legend, uh, what was it? Ali was in December. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else did he do a while ago? That Seven Pounds. Not like huge blockbuster. I mean, I Am Legend, huge blockbuster. Yeah. But uh, he went from the summer, July 4th, Independence Day, right? To now... December, yeah. So it's like that's a good point, and that's when all the Lord of the Rings movies came out too. Was in that's December, true. and a lot that's of the true. Harry Potter movies, yeah. mm-hmm. except for the second part of the last film, which does yes. come out this summer. But yes. I think that's because they didn't want to wait a full year to release it. No, well. I think that 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 Muggles and Wizards alike would have become quite upset at this. Well, and the DVD combo, the part one just came out on DVD, right? That's and right. then part two comes out in the theater like a month later. Smart marketing. It's good timing. Yeah. Plus, yeah. then that, that makes it a great Christmas gift. You just get someone. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and the DVDs will be out for Christmas. Yeah. There you go. Big, Everyone, everyone's a winner. Big cash in for Warner Brothers. So do, nice. Yeah. I mean, how was the the first part of the ending of Harry Potter? Eh, it was okay. Yeah. It was I, as okay as any of the other ones, I suppose. I think it was the probably the better one. 
out of all, out I of think all the it, films? I think they slowly get better and better and better. But Now, I, I disagree because I think oh. that uh, I think that <laughs> oh. the one immediately prior to this one, and I've, I've got my Harry Potters all out of order, so I don't specifically recall which one it is. <laughs> I've got the Harry Potters. It, it sounds like an <laughs> STI. <of> <laughs> but uh, the one immediately preceding Deathly Hallows uh, was awful. It was a terrible movie, and if I had not read the book, I would not have had a clue what was going on. Oh yeah, mm. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. What, what, what was that one called? I'm uh, so. I, is, yeah. You, you mix up your Harry Potters. Yeah, I have the Harry all... Potters. I want to say it was. Uh, <laughs> I want to say it was the Half Blood Prince. I think you're right. I think, I think you're right. I, that I think sounds I might right. Be wrong. Yeah, I don't, yeah. No, I think that's correct. Yeah, it sounds right. They are literally on a shelf behind Adam right now, and <laughs> none of us can be bothered to look. <laughs> yeah. Is the worst part. Here we go. Mm. Uh, Scott was right. Half Blood Prince. That's right. It yeah. was it was not good. They focused on the wrong part of the story, uh, to the detriment of the main part of the story that left tremendous plot holes. And again, mm. I had read the story prior, and I could barely follow what was going on, and was and was bored for a large portion. See, but I I've never read any of the books, much to my wife's dismay. <laughs> never read any, and I I thought it was like it's just slowly getting better. Like I said, like Fair enough. like a good wine. Does it make you want to read the books? Yeah. <laughs> Who has the time? I, mean, I, I did when 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 the first three or so came out. I was like, you know what, I should get. And then I was like, what? There's like three more <laughs> movies left, if that four, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's why they make movies anyway, so exactly. we don't have to read the internet generation. <laughs> so excited? Yes, no for the end of uh, uh, I'll go see a long it. a long standing series, really. Definitely, uh, I mean, I, I'll, I'll go see it. Absolutely. Oh, Get in line with my wife. Opening day for it, I think. Seriously? Probably won't oh, yeah. be an opening day uh, uh, excursion for me. I'll probably wait and uh, until the uh, the, the crowds, rush has the crowds have died, died down. down yeah. yeah. So wait. The, so the, and the director this time is David Yates. Well, he directed the last one. Too. That's right, and, and, a, and a previous one as well. So, yeah. but who was the one who directed Order of the Phoenix? Would it have been? Yeah. No. Is that the one with the dragons? <laughs> um, I don't remember. No. That, God that was fire had the dragons. In. Oh, there you go. There you go. God, yeah. so much symbolism in these titles that yeah. mix them all up. Phoenixes and goblets of fire and hallows that are deathly. Why deathly? Well, because they were, okay. Is it a, <laughs> is it a British? Oh my God, I can't it? believe I'm about to do this. Are you going to nerd out on us hardcore? No, I'm going to refrain from doing that because I'm not a Harry Potter nerd, <laughs> but I do know the answer to well, your question. And I'm asking it. I want to know the answer. The, the <laughs> Hallows are several artifacts that <sighs> were granted to uh, some brothers by a personification of death. They are death's apparel, as it were, so they are the Deathly Hallows. There and that sounds better than death. Which is explained in the first <laughs> half guards. of the final movie. Death's yeah, necklace. So, yeah. <laughs> is, is Tuke. So yeah. you would you would know that had you seen the most recent movie as Actually, well. Actually, so. they could have called it Harry uh, Potter and the Necklace of Dying, and I think that would have still been... There you go. Yeah, I don't think anybody so has of... a necklace, though, to my recollection. Oh. Oh. I honestly don't recall what they all are. Though, yeah. so. so we're all very excited for this film, obviously. It'll be <laughs> fine. I mean, I know, I know Anita is excited to a certain extent to see it. Yeah. Um, she was a big fan of the books, less a fan of the movies, but she'll still want to see it. You know, based it. on this small sample size, and my girlfriend Rachel really likes uh, the films yeah. and the books, um, very uh, skewed target audience towards females. I would agree. The majority of the Harry Potter fans I know are women. But I mean, yeah. that that might be a slightly skewed uh, representation of the general population as well. True, true. So what are we really excited about this summer? Can you guys think of the one movie that you really want to see? Because I can. I've got the list here. It's not on. The, is it actually on this page? Scott, guess which one I'm thinking of. Which one I am most excited about. 
And while you do that, I'm going to have a soda. I'm going to... Uh, is it on the page that you handed me? It, it is. Is it Cowboys and Aliens? It is. <laughs> Which was uh, written by an Edmontonian, might I add. Really? Uh, we're no, gonna, good We're going to take a slight pause, timeout, which I will cut out of the final version of the episode so that Adam can uh, get himself a Dr. Pepper. I have a with Thor. With Thor on yeah, it. Not Interestingly enough, so a topical Dr. Pepper. Not is that actually Thor? Thor? That's Loki, no. actually. It's... Which is also labeled. He's, he's wearing one of those royal wedding hats. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. So yes, you're right. Cowboys and aliens is what I am extremely excited for. Because as you all know, I will remove my pants for Daniel Craig. <laughs> and what you didn't know before but will know now, I would do the same for Harrison Ford. There you go. Really? But yes, it was um, it was written by um, Andrew Foley, who worked at Happy Harbor Comics and also wrote for the comic book. No so, way. So a uh, portion of the nice. narrative was written by him. Okay. And uh, I'm going to relate this story because <laughs> Jay related this story to me. Jay is the owner and uh, proprietor of Happy Harbor Comics, mm-hmm. friend of Andrew's because obviously he worked there. Um, the Comic-Con panel um, last year, the first time ever that someone had to be removed from a panel for stabbing someone in the eye. What? Because uh, wow. people take... Uh, Comic Con panels apparently very serious. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. Who's so now we you line up for like climax. eight hours yeah. to get into any panel in Comic Con because it is a uh, a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm so looking forward to Calgary. Finally, so when you finally <laughs> get in, you have to stay in your seat forever if you want to remain there. Like even like people will show up three panels early for the panel they want to get into, and they will just sit in their seat yeah. for three hours sit through Twilight. so that they can, yeah. and they'll sit through Twilight yeah. so that they can get to like the Futurama panel. That is worse than Disneyland. It is. Oh. Um, and as much fun as I hear people have in, uh, in Comic-Con, I hear equal amounts of nightmarish yes. horrificness that goes on there. Like it is equal parts amazing and awful. Just if you're ever planning to go to Comic Con, bear that. In I, mind. If you're bipolar, you'll you'll fit right in there. But <laughs> there uh, this guy, I guess, got up to go to the bathroom or something, and when he came back, someone else had taken his seat, and that is that's the rules. Like it's the unspoken rule is if you're if there's no one in a seat, it is fair game when they start seating for that panel. And the guy came up to the guy who had taken his seat and was like, "This is my seat." And the guy was like, "There was nobody sitting here. Your name isn't on it." So I guess it's my seat now. So dude did the reasonable thing, pulled out a pen and stabbed him in the eye. That, wow. Uh, so that guy did not get to see the panel after all, because of course now he is in prison, I presume. Yeah. I don't know. But and the uh, other guy that's only the only time, half of it. <laughs> the only time in history that, that Very has nice. ever yeah. happened at Comic-Con, that violence has occurred over this. That, that's actually surprising. That's, I, I would expect more, uh, heinous violence to, to take place at Comic-Con. No, because nerds are a reasonable amount, a uh, bunch of people for the most part. For the most part. When and, it comes to uh, fighting anyway. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah. So there you go. That's my little story about the Cowboys and Aliens panel at Comic-Con. But yes, Best it looks like it's good back on topic. Now, now, and I have, be a good I, movie. I have to say, all I have seen of Cowboys and Aliens is, the, I believe, the teaser trailer where they tell you nothing, where Daniel Craig wakes up in the middle of the desert with what is basically a pit boy from the Fallout series on his yes. wrist. Yeah. And then he's surrounded by these cowboys and then he fucks them up and then Harrison Ford wants to... Yeah, anyway, so you've seen what I've seen. And a little bit more. Oh, I haven't. Y- you have. Yes. So what is this film about other than cowboys and aliens? Well, it's based off a comic, right? As as uh, Scott Scott's mentioned. mentioned, yeah. And it just... what well, Aliens come to the wild, wild west. That's what it's, it is. Well, that's what it seems like. Anyways, from the trailer, for, I haven't read the comic book. Have either of you? Nor have I. No? And now I'm going to. 
I, that's excellent. We were talking earlier about how Harry Potter wanting to read the books. This makes me want to read the comics because yeah. it seems like the comics would be so much cooler. Yeah. Just like way better, but that's just my opinion. But the comics don't have Daniel Craig, Jay. This is true. This is true. They don't have James Bond. That's true. And or yeah. or Han Solo. That's, yeah, I mean, really, like... Well, you're making mm, me rethink my position Let's now. get the two most powerful men in fiction together, <laughs> conceivably, and let's make a movie about it. And that it. chick from Tron. What's her name? I always forget her name. Uh, uh, I'm just going to call her Cora, because that's what she was in... Uh, oh, yeah, I remember her. In Tron. Yeah. yeah. Couch lady. Yeah. She posed on a couch. That's all I remember from that movie. Not Daft Punk? No Daft Punk? Was really I kind of remember Daft Punk. For that. It was uh, basically yeah. an extended Daft Punk music video. Yeah, it was. Really good one. With uh, with a sort of hippie uh, uh, dude, Big Lebowski. It was, it was basically <laughs> he was basically playing the dude and uh, his as a character program. from Tron. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Yeah. He was a mix of both. Dude. Now, um what I really want to know the big Tronbowski. <laughs> there's a, the, actually if you look up Tron Big Lebowski on YouTube you'll find a very oh, yeah. funny fake trailer. Nice. Um, trailer. I've seen a poster. No, this uh, is for real. This is uh <laughs> this is like high production value Big Lebowski inside like talking to the master program. That would have made the movie better. It would yeah. have. It would if have. they had just been like, "No, you know what? We're doing away with the with the pretext, he is yeah. the dude from the big. They, they mashups want... are big, right, guys? Yeah, <laughs> mashups are awesome. We could make a whole film like this. It would be great. <laughs> um, is it is it possible that Transformers could get worse? Then, yes. oh yeah, it really. Oh yeah, it can always get worse. What they're they're? I bet you like a hundred bucks. They're not even going to explain why Megan Fox is gone. They're just going to be like, oh, here's this new blonde. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's <laughs> she's the new <laughs> Megan Fox. They don't look anything alike at all. It's even a little. <laughs> hmm. So this one is about a robot that they find on a planet. Planetoid? Mars? I think multiple robots. From one of the trailers I saw, there was like like hundreds of robots coming out of the ground and on the moon. Apparently that's where they chill. They just chill on the moon. Apparently. This is what I... They're so used to a Cybertron-esque landscape that mm. they go for a moonscape. <laughs> Weren't they on Mars in, on, was it the first one, second one? I can't remember. Perhaps. I don't... I can't remember. I, I just feel like Transformers is, a, is just a missed oh. opportunity. It really is. I love the first one. Did I, you? It's one of those movies that everybody's like, oh, I hate Transformers. But the first one, you can tell Spielberg was like, okay, Michael. No, Michael. Let's <laughs> let's do this instead. Why not? No, hey. we already have an American flag in, in a yeah. few other shots. We don't need another we one. We already did it. We already blew up three cars. It's okay, Michael. Um, yeah. I actually, I think I, I remember liking the first one. It was just... The second one was so, oh. so awful. In fact, I don't know if I've told this story before, but we, a bunch of coworkers and I went to see it together because one of them is this huge Transformers fan. His name is Josh. And so Josh is like, I know this will probably be shitty, but you could see the hope in his eyes. Yep. So we went and saw it in IMAX. And there was one point near the end of the movie when, uh, I'm going to spoil it, I think Shia LaBeouf see, goes to robot heaven. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. And was... and I'm laughing at this point because I think, <laughs> what the fuck were they thinking with this? And I look over at my buddy Josh, and he's just like, he's covering his face. Oh, he's got his, he's holding guy. his head in his hands. He's literally face palming. He, he, with both, he double fisted it though. Like, he double, <laughs> he double palmed it. He was so choked. Oh. And at the end, I was just like, well, I fucking told you, dude. I uh, told you this was going to suck. Transformers 2 was almost, almost as disappointing to me as Spider-Man 3. Oh, mm. no. Spider-Man 3 was very disappointing. I yes. couldn't watch yes. all of Spider-Man 3. It was, it was awful. Yeah. It, yeah. There, so it, 
I stopped where there was a musical number. Oh, that was a good time to stop. That was actually. that, that was perfect. probably the best time. To yeah. Stop. Okay. So so uh, what the and, and now they're rebooting the, the Spider Man probably for the best because Sam Raimi really wrecked it. Oh, what yeah. what like the bad. fuck was he thinking? He's usually better than that. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a matter of <laughs> yeah. your right. mileage may vary. I uh, I like the Evil Dead movies. Yes, me too. <laughs> oh, I love That's the it. I love the Evil Dead movies, but. But he should stick to horror yeah. and stick to not wrecking my childhood memories. <laughs> that would be great. Dear yeah. Sam. Poor Sam. <laughs> hey, it's Jay calling. <laughs> I, uh, I'm really choked that you ruined my childhood. While yeah. we're on the subject of uh, superhero movies, there are a lot of superhero movies coming yeah. out. That's right, there are. On yeah. both the Marvel side and the DC Who's side. on the DC side? We've got Green Lantern coming oh, out finally. Yeah. They've, yeah, with... And they've been trailering that one since like oh, last yeah. summer. So. Well, do you guys think Ryan Reynolds will be a good Green Lantern? No. I no. don't. Be- because I he... think he would have been a great Flash, and I think that's a missed opportunity. Bingo, yeah, exactly. And, or even he should just stick with Deadpool and the Marvel Universe and stay over there. I'm okay with dipping his feet in both pools. I just think that... In, uh, into, a de- into Deadpool? <laughs> that, was, that was unintentional. <laughs> that was great. I like uh, that. But I think good, that he, yeah. like, he's, he's kind of like sarcastic and smarmy, mm-hmm. and he's lanky, and I think he would have been... <laughs> no, but he would have been a really good... Uh, he would have been a really good The Flash, and I think they oh. could have gotten someone better to be Green Lantern. A yeah, a Nathan Fillion, perhaps. There was, Nathan there Fillion was... would have been a really good Hal Jordan. Except he would have been really short, I think. It may be. Eh. But oh, they could put lifts in his shoes or get yeah, a soapbox or CGI or the rest of his body from his neck down. <laughs> oh, wait. Nathan Fillion. <laughs> wait. Nathan Fillion has an abnormally long torso in this film. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not really excited about Green Lantern. Yeah. I gotta I... tell you. He was kind of, for me, he was kind of an eh superhero anyway. He's one of those superheroes I think they could just, if they make a Justice League movie, just throw in and be like, oh yeah, Green Lantern exists, by the way. Don't worry. <laughs> Green, Lantern, Green Lantern has a really good continuity, uh, to tie this back to comics once again. Please do. Um, like I've read some, I've started reading some Green Lantern comics lately on recommendations from friends, and they've been really good. Like the extended <laughs> Green Lantern core stuff. When you take the Green Lantern, you put him with the rest of the space cops, and they're out in space, oh, yeah. and they're fighting space monsters, is actually really quite good. But I agree that on Earth, he's yeah. not as awesome. Yeah. He's eclipsed by a lot of other guys like your Batmans and your Supermans. Yeah. They could have done an awesome 90210 in space with him. That would have been, that would have been cool. I would have been for that. Unrelated, but sort of related, not film related, is that Smallville wraps up forever. And I know you guys are all really choked about it because I am too. That show's still on. It's still on. <laughs> and it's still the most formulaic piece of television out there. And I still watch every ep- episode. I it's know. It's terrible. I know it is. It's so bad. Was I it? have, oh, I, I liked it to start and it turned me off because it, yeah. and I'm okay with deviating from the comic continuity. I'm down with that. You stake your own claim. Absolutely. This is your Superman. But the problem is that their Superman turned out to be awful. Yes, yeah. like yes, Tom Willing, like Tom Willing's, Ruth, awful. yeah, his portrayal Ooh. of of Clark Kent is terrible. See, and I like Brandon Roth or Roth Ruth Roth. I thought it was Ruth. Yeah, uh, I like that Superman. I actually probably again one of the only fans of that movie. I think uh, what's the director's name? Uh, Brian Singer did a great job uh, with it. Brian he, Singer. Eh, what? I guess everybody's allowed to have their own. Ah <laughs> oh, no, he. Uh, like X-Men, a... X-Men 1 and 2, great. Oh, Best I comic book I movies. I don't disagree. Maybe? Who did the third X-Men? Someone oh, who Brett Ratner. Yeah. Brett, uh. the, I hate him, Yeah, I liked, I liked the first X-Men movie. I don't know. I, I don't think I only saw the second one like t- once the or twice. The second one wasn't as good as the first one. But it wasn't awful like the oh, third. No. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you are absolutely correct. Yeah. 
Uh, I have the same opinion about the Spider-Man movies. The second one was was not as good as the first one, but so, so much better than the third one. Yeah. Same thing with the X-Men. You know, yeah. I, I really do feel like, um, uh, what the fuck is the Green Goblin's name? The, the actor who played him. Willem Dafoe. Oh, Willem Dafoe. I thought you were talking about Franco. He is fucking spectacular. Like he is, he's, a, he's brilliant. He, he's a phenomenal character actor. He, I, I love him in everything. Uh, and, and that was tough to beat. Like, even though you had Alfred Molina, who is also quite good. Um, and then you had the fucking song and dance number with Venom <laughs> in the third one. Like, yeah, a steady, steady oh, pitch downwards. And Venom so underused. They could have, Venom could have been so great. I, so great. I agree with, uh, someone pointed out. It would have been better had they had Venom introduced in that movie and had the black Spider-Man and uh, just dealt with Sandman in that movie mm-hmm. and then set up for the 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 end, the stinger on the movie to be Eddie Brock becoming Venom for the first time and then deal with Venom in his own movie. That would have been separately. great. Would have been a better use of the character. And I'm not even a big fan of Venom and I agree oh, that, that would have been better. I and I was, I was really so pulling for the lizard, so... I, and even I would have been okay with it. They movie. they sort of they had uh, the doctor who who is the lizard in. Uh, oh yeah, oh, they they had the that Chekhov's gun yeah. there since the first movie. But that guy must had... have been so so angry. Been just... like three movies and I didn't get to play the bloody lizard. Yeah, because <gasps> the lizard's in the new movie. Yeah, oh. yeah. It's like a slap in the face. A little with a like lizard bi- like tail. Billy D. Williams playing Harvey Dent in the first couple Batman movies. <laughs> yeah, how is that a slap in the face? Because well, he never because he didn't get a chance to be Two Face. Yeah. I guess so. And then Aaron Eckhart rocked it. That's true. Yeah. That was a pretty good Two Face. You know, actually speaking of um, of that first Batman movie, that that's one of the first summer blockbusters I remember seeing. Do you remember what, what year did that come out? Like eighty eight or eighty nine? Oh, that Batman! I thought yeah, you were no, talking. first I'm one. I thought you were talking about Begins. I'm like, no, no. One of, the first ones, one of the first ones I remember seeing is Jurassic Park. Oh, oh. yes, yeah. That was that's one of the first times I remember like going to see a summer blockbuster, like nice. opening week. So, do you have any any summer blockbuster memories? I don't want to age or date myself a little, I, which won't be dating it way back. <laughs> You're It'll say be like Star Wars, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, no, no. I'm gonna say like Transformers or something. No, not that young. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of anything on the top of my head. Big, big. Actually, when they redid Star Wars, actually, I remember that. They, I remember lining up for that. Yeah. So do I. Oh yeah. They put in all the like special effects, the Jabba the Hutt scene, the whole. And I remember going to that and being like. This is so awesome. Yeah, I went and saw it with my buddy Mark. Uh, every single one that came out, we saw it together yeah. at the City Center Cinemas. Now, I can't speak for my co-host, Scotty Bourgeois, but sometimes I'm given to wonder exactly who listens to this podcast because we don't always get a whole pile of fan mail. I don't get phone calls, people telling me how much they love the show. I mean, obviously, we have our fans You know, the ladies and men who will take their shirts off, usually on Twitter, to tell us that they've listened to the show and they liked it. But last week, um, after we, or sorry, not last week, a couple weeks ago, after we released our most recent episode, I got two pieces of email to uh, the Unknown Studio from, on completely different segments, about completely different topics, saying, we're doing a pretty good job. So... I wanted to take some time to open up the Unknown Studio mailbag and share with you some of the notes that we got from people over the last few weeks. The first one is from Marilee Gavlak, George Gavlak's wife. Now, you'll recall that George was one of the organizers of the Edmonton Music Collector Show that took place at the Sherbrooke Community Center. And 
Marilee had listened to the segment of our show, and she enjoyed it so much, she felt the need to send us a message. So I'm going to read you Marilee's letter. Hello, the Unknown Studio. I'm the wife that is making George downsize his collection. Hope it isn't too old school to say lol here. Not old school at all, Marilee. Anyway, to continue with the letter. The second floor of our house is a vinyl temple. So truthfully, you wouldn't know he's downsized much at all. It's still a thriving endeavor and an amazingly enjoyable pastime. I must say, that was a terrific interview with both George and Kasha. George and I thoroughly enjoyed it and just wanted to say thank you for doing such a super job. George is certain there will be a next year, and we are backing him and his friend Dave in this endeavor. Kasha is our online media and branding manager, the creator and maintenance wizard of the webpage, and she will keep all information current on future plans. Hope to see you next year. Our best, George and Marilee. So great news. One, Marilee loves our show, probably the best news. And two, the Edmonton Music Collector Show will be coming back to Edmonton next year due to its rousing success. Now, the next letter we received at the end of April from Scott Kelly. It seems that my segments on weight loss have uh, inspired Scott, at least a little bit. Not, I don't want to take full credit for uh, helping him to get on his feet and get fit, but I'm going to because that's uh, exactly the kind of guy that I am. So here is a message that we received from Scott Kelly. Hey, The Unknown Studio. Just listen to your update on Adam's weight loss on the podcast. You've got me motivated enough to get out of the chair and go for a run. I've been sliding backwards for a couple weeks, so thanks for helping to shake me out of my lethargy. I've got a long way to go, Scott. Now, this would mark probably the 75th Scott that is currently in my life. I live with two. I do a podcast with one. And now Scott Kelly is sending fan mail. Thank you so much to everybody who sends us messages and, and lets us know that they do like the show. And you know what? We want to hear from you even if you don't like the show. So if you want to share some thoughts on a segment you heard or a segment you think we should do or on an interview we did with someone, you have some ideas and something that needs to be heard, please send us an email. The show, all one word, at theunknownstudio.ca or you can email myself, adam at theunknownstudio.ca or scott, scott at theunknownstudio.ca directly. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our show and keep those messages coming because if we don't have them, we have no way to flagellate our fragile egos. Time to check the old email. Jeff and Sally, what the heck's the Edmontonian.com? Adam and Scott. Well, Adam and Scott, the Edmontonian's a local news and information website, but it's collaborative, so anybody in Edmonton can write and create content for us, and it's all things Edmonton news, neighborhoods, sports, arts, events. Sally, can you get off the phone? I'm trying to answer emails. The Edmontonian.com. On the internet since 2009. Now we should thank our sponsors. We should take a moment to thank our sponsors. We should. Because they're very special to us. That's right. So obviously we start with our first sponsor. The very first sponsor. They, the first sponsor to ever sponsor the Unknown Studio. It's true. The, the Edmonton, Edmonton Journal. Journal. That's right. 
those filthy journalists covered in ink and paper and white out, corrective shoes, corrective hair gel, social miscreants that they are, had the prescience to believe in this podcast when no one else would. And for that, we are eternally grateful. It's true. And we will say their name frequently. EdmontonJournal.com. Uh, then, of course, our second sponsor, uh, the Edmonton's Hogwarts of digital visual media. Yeah, w- led by? By the Dumbledore. Yeah. Of Edmonton's digital visual media. We're going to nail this one day, Scott. <laughs> we really are. Uh, Owen Briley and Guru Digital Arts College. That's right. They, uh, they sponsor the hell out of this show. And they've been extremely helpful uh, in helping us to gather stories to acquire resources that enable us to record the show. And for that, Dumbledore, Harry, and Hermione, thank you so much. That's right. And then on a a sexier note, our third sponsor, uh, Edmonton's sex-positive adult toy store, The Traveling Tickle Truck. Oh, my gosh. If you want to have fun in the sack with your partner, this is where you go. And in fact, their sex talk segment will be airing on the next episode of the Unknown Studio. Usually, they'd have done it this month or this particular episode, but uh, they decided to take a break for one episode, gather some really good content, and you'll hear from them next time. Right on. So, thank you to our sponsors. We deviated a little bit because we as, were talking we, about superhero movies. We so often do. There are a couple more we haven't touched on. For sure. Uh, one comes out right away, uh, and that is Thor. Which was in uh, fact, you might be listening to this podcast. Uh, in line for that movie. For in, fact, in fact, most probably that's where yeah. people, yeah. You should be. Yeah. Uh, and Thor has been getting some good reviews so far. Really? Yeah. I like, uh, I love the tie-in at the end of Iron Man 2. It wasn't even at the end of Iron Man 2, I don't think. Was it was it? like, it was like after the credits, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the whole yeah. like, yeah, that was good. That was... So they're building towards the Avengers, I'm guessing. That's why Captain America also comes out this year. Okay. Yes. yes. That's the other Marvel So, movie. So will that also then include... Um, Oh, God. That handsome Hulk? young man. Yes. Yes? Yes, but it will. With Ed Norton? No, not Ed Norton. It's Mark Ruffalo will be playing. Really? Yeah, it's kind of a weird change. But yeah. but Ed Norton, apparently contract and all that fun jazz didn't really work out with Marvel. And they said, all right, we'll find a new guy. And apparently Ruffalo's in the running. Josh Whedon, uh, who's uh, doing the Avengers, directing it, said, yeah, Ruffalo's awesome. Let's do something with him. Interesting. But yeah. they've got all the other guys. Yeah. And so uh, the the Captain America movie that's coming out uh, is actually called The First Avenger. Yes. Okay. And Thor is just Thor. Yeah. What else? With probably. And it's got the Human Torch as Captain America. Yeah, which what? is weird. Because the Fantastic Four is pretty much done as a uh, franchise. Oh, the dude uh, who played the Human Torch? Yeah. Movie? So uh, they have- yeah, Chris they Evans. Have, yeah. They have him playing- uh, playing Captain America now. And again, weird I casting. will always only remember him as Ramona's second evil uh, <laughs> yes. ex-boyfriend, though. So. Yes. The guy the, who had to grind. Had to. The dude at uh, Casa Loma? Where, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> such a great movie. Uh. Uh, so what else do we got on the list? So uh, Thor. This is going to be good. There was a lot of controversy about <laughs> casting a black man as a Norse god for yeah, some reason. Not? Who the They're... fuck cares? Yeah. That Honestly. was whatever. Who the, but, uh, yeah. Anyway. Who cares about that stuff nowadays? Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, no, I Thor it could go either way for me, I think. I think it's it's tipping that scale of could be awesome, could be amazing. And 
and like really astound me like Iron Man did. Like Iron Man, when the first one came out, I was like, eh, this comic book movie, all right. And then it was great. Robert <laughs> was Downey awesome. was awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was so good. Well, it's because Robert Downey Jr. Yes. is Tony Stark. Like, exactly. He, he totally is. And but but Thor, I mean, it seems like they threw Natalie Portman in in there for I don't know for love interest, obviously. I guess. Okay. But but and the the casting, like I said, is kind of there's some weird, interesting stuff. Uh, mm. What's his name is is uh, Odin. Uh, uh, can't think of his name. Hang on, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna find this. Uh. Hello, Clarice. What's, what's his name? Oh, I can't Sir Anthony Hopkins. Yes, Mr. Hopkins. <laughs> Hello, there. Clarice. As as Odin. Yeah. Which that's, that's the fantastic. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, but but yeah, Natalie Port. Like I said, Natalie Portman. I just I have a weird feeling that it might not be that good. Really? That's just my. Maybe that's me putting it down low so that when it's awesome, I'm like, yes, I love this movie. But. I love that uh, that Natalie Portman will do a movie like Black Swan and she'll win an Academy Award for it, and then she'll go do that fucking medieval movie with uh, Your Highness. Yeah, yeah. with uh, fucking Danny fair, McBride. It uh, it got some okay reviews. Did it? It uh, apparently is did, reasonably funny. But I like did the, horrible at the box office. Like well, horrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're not gonna make another one of those. Oh goodness. <laughs> that's, probably, that's really too bad. But it'll probably do great on DVD. I like, bet it will. Uh, it I bet you it'll do awesome. Yeah, if it's, but... especially if it's funny, it could hit cult status. Yeah. There you go. Like yeah. the original Batman, the movie. But back to Natalie Portman. <laughs> That's well, the important. Case. She's so all over the place. Yes. And what else? She she did that uh, Friends with Benefits or Which whatever was awful. with with Kutcher too. Oh God! Everything he does is awful. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. And then now Thor, and she's she's one of those. Those actors that you're like, I thought she just was in a. Wasn't she just in a movie? <laughs> yeah, I swear. She's, uh, she's in work, and you can't really. Yeah. And that. You know what I think? I think that's probably how she looks at it. She's probably just like, you know what? I just want a fucking Oscar. I'm gonna do this ridiculous movie called Your Highness. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun to make a movie like that. I don't care how shitty it is. Well, and um, the uh, the incomparable Sir Peter O'Toole uh, was once asked. He had followed up some amazing performance with some shitty I, I i mean this is totally hearsay story right but uh but it is something that he did famously say so i can't cite what movie he had just done but a reporter basically asked him you were lawrence of arabia why did you just make this shitty movie and uh peter o'toole replied for the money dear boy like, <laughs> <laughs> peter o'toole's gotta eat <laughs> like yeah. o'toole um, can't feed himself so uh <laughs> you know what yes uh, there is something to be said about having some integrity and only doing uh, glorious Oscar contending movies. And there's something to be said about the fact that, oh, you know what? I haven't worked in six months and I need to do something or I'm not going to be able to pay the rent. You yeah. need to make um, some cash. Yeah. Um, so uh, aside from the action flicks and the comic book flicks, what else do we have to look forward well, to? Well, let's, uh, let's, let's change gears. Well, you know what? There is a couple other action movies that we haven't touched on. Okay. Let's, let's start with that. There is... Um, there is, of course, Mission Impossible 4. Now, is that for sure? Do we know for sure yeah, if that's, that's coming what, out? I haven't seen a trailer. Cause, cause any? I need to tell you, dear listener, we're, we're going off of a list that's quite old, and we got it from... Uh, well, I've got... This This is listing it as uh, slated for June 3rd. Right, so we oh, got... see, and I saw one that said it was J- May 27th, so that's so like at go. the end of so the month So it's already here. been pushed. Oh, okay. That, that's what it, I heard. Are, is Tom Cruise coming back? Is, that's the word. Oh, dear. Yeah. Crazy Tom. Oh, He's Tom. fucking crazy. And, and apparently J.J. Abrams is producing... Mm. So, I mean, that can't hurt it. The last one he did, what was it, Mission Impossible 3, 
Is that the one right? that JJ did? Yeah, I think yes. you're right. I think you're right. Right with du- not Dustin Hoffman. Uh, Dustin. Uh... He was in the Big Lebowski too, wasn't he? Yes, he yes. was. Philip Seymour Hoffman. There you go. What? Where's du- Dustin Hoffman? That's what I was saying. Hoffman. <laughs> that's you what made I was the connection saying. to Dustin Hoffman. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's awesome. Anyway, nice. So that's who we were talking about. Right. He was in the third one. Yes. Yes. So I do need to see that because Philip Seymour Hoffman's fucking awesome. Well, yeah, and J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Yeah. Who's coming out? I'm going to do a segue. Hey, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm going to do it. Who's coming out with Super 8 at the end of, at the end of the summer? Yep. Going to be great. They don't, like one of the only original properties in the whole summer. Really? Super 8. Uh, which you. I have seen a uh, trailer for, and it's Total Cloverfield trailer. We're going to put oh, it that yeah. way. In that you don't know what the hell is going on, but it looks awesome. Well, Cloverfield and Close Encounters of the Third Kind yep. kind of mashed in Wait together. a minute. Describe the trailer to me. Is it on an airplane? No, it's no. on a train. It's a train crash. Mm-hmm. And then there's, there's a big train crash, a bunch of kids filming a movie with a Super 8 camera. Yeah, uh, Super Dad, 8. who's a cop. No, I have no. not seen this. Okay. I'm, so I'm not excited about it at all. Uh, <laughs> no, that's... Other action movie coming out, uh, and I didn't intentionally save this one for last. Just kind of landed there. Pirates of the Caribbean. Eh. Man. On Stranger Tides. I don't know, man. I saw the first one, and it was it was cool. But after that, I was, just, I was done. I think that... Uh, their original instinct was to do something, shall we say, a little more James Bond-esque. Yeah. Where it would be Captain Jack Sparrow having different adventures every movie. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they decided, no, no, scrap that. We're going to make a trilogy because yeah. you have to have a trilogy. And Because they signed Orlando Bloom to two more movies. Yeah, yeah. and they kind of wrecked it. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas for this one, they are going back to their original concept. Captain Jack Sparrow is back, but he's got new friends and a new adventure and a couple recurring faces, but who cares because they're all secondary characters. And they're off on, doing an entirely new thing. And I think that is what they should have done after the first I totally one. Totally agree. And yeah. I'm, I was not at all interested in seeing the third Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I did. I was not really. It wasn't. I, it wasn't good. Right. But I am actually kind of interested in seeing the new one because it's more in tune with what I had hoped the second one would be tell you what you see it and then you tell me if i should see it i feel the same i mean it's not going to be an opening weekend thing for me it'll probably be like yeah it's been a couple weeks so we'll go see it but oh i feel like that one's going to be dvd like uh what what do you (laughs) want to do tonight uh oh remember the pirates of the caribbean movie that came out maybe netflix it'll be yeah exactly yeah i don't know for a second i thought you said chiropractors (laughs) of the caribbean (laughs) that that's a movie i'd go see that i would line up for that one oh yeah yeah okay there are some kids movies but before we get into that are are there any of the films that we've talked about that you guys will line up to see is that something you even do anymore uh, it's been a long time since yeah. I've lined up to see a movie. I and think... I've got some friends who've said they are planning to camp out for Thor. Because really? Thor looks awesome. Uh, I'm not on that list of people, yeah, I would say. Me, but... me neither. Yeah, uh, I guess I don't really care about that shit anymore. Maybe I lined up for Batman, for uh, The Dark Knight. But that's because I'm a huge Batman fan. Uh, yeah, I, love I know Batman. you are. It's on uh, your blog all the time. Yes. You're always blogging yes. about Batman. I managed always... to get into a sneak preview of Batman. Oh. So you're a fan. Is what well, I'm hearing. But I didn't have to line up. Uh, yeah. And I probably wouldn't have. I might have gone opening weekend, but I probably wouldn't have gone opening night. Yeah. All right. So none that we really care to line up for. Let's talk about kids' movies. Okay. Moving on to the kids' movies. Let's uh, let's save that one for last. <laughs> let's start Let's start with Spy Kids 4. Well, I didn't see the previous three. The, it's yeah. true. I'm surprised it made it <laughs> yeah. to four, kind of. I didn't know. You know what? I'm not because I've never seen any of the Spy Kids movies, but I'm under the impression they've done well. For themselves. 
Yeah, I I didn't realize there was a second and third. So <laughs> I was aware of that. I I might have to watch. They've also got some big names in. I want to say like the supporting cast too. Do they? Oh, yeah, right? isn't Jessica Alba in it or something yeah, like that? Like Antonio Banderas. Wow. So they. I mean, they've got. It's it's not like they don't have some big names who are willing to act funny for kids. Is yeah. is it in three D? Uh, yeah. Oh, see now now I remember there was a Spy Kids three. D. That's now right. I'm, it's there you fourth. go. There we go. Why wouldn't yeah. it be in three? I think that's, that's the thing. only thing that I actually knew about Spy Kids was that it was sh- one of them was done in three D. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I'm sure it's going to be hugely popular. Um, on the subject of un- unnecessary sequels, and because I think unpo- Spy Kids four is unnecessary and unpopular yeah. films. Cars two. <laughs> Cars is like the controversial <laughs> Pixar movie. Yeah, it's the one that everybody's like, well, yeah, it's kind of good. I, I mean, I like but it. People, I kind of like it. Anita likes yes. cars. And here's the thing, man. And I don't uh, like yeah. cars. Pix- and that's the one Pixar movie we are sharply See, divided. See, and, and I, I, I know that. And I know it's kind of, it creates some cognitive dissonance in your head because you're just like, no, every other Pixar movie is so fucking good. Oh, yeah. How could they possibly have made, th- why is there this one aberration? And then and why are they producing the yeah. second one? <laughs> why? Yeah. And I mean, who knows? Maybe the second one will redeem the first one. Maybe it'll be so amazing. That it blows everybody's expectations. I don't know. You know I what, have a, Scott? I have enough faith in Pixar that I am willing to say that that I'm willing to give them a chance on any movie. But Cars Two is the first movie of Pixar's to come out where I've actively gone, really? <laughs> yeah. No here's a, here's a, a parallel and why Cars Two will not redeem Cars One. Has everyone seen Star Trek: The Motion Picture? Oh yeah. Okay. And do we remember how good The Wrath of Khan was? Yes. yes. Did The Wrath of Khan make you want to watch the first film again? No. No, exactly. So there. <laughs> good point. Okay. Yeah. Chase Touché. closed. Yeah. Touche. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, I don't think anyone's going to get any enjoyment out of that except for stupid children. Will Will it be the Pix- first Pixar movie not to, like, they have that, whatever it is, always making money, ridiculous. Pixar's never lost money, never lost. I'm sure they'll still make money. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't think it'll tank. I don't think they'll produce something no. that's so bad. Well, yeah, and the kids movie, right? So, like, who, what kid? I know my nephew, my yeah. youngest big cards fan, but he's not as refined in movie tastes. He's as not. I am, right? He's yeah. not terribly sophisticated. He's like three, yeah. So. <laughs> uh, other computer animated fare that is getting a sequel: Kung Fu Panda. Now, the first one was awesome. The first yes. one was. I thought it was short. It like, was. I watched, and we didn't end up seeing it for the longest time. We actually only recently watched the first one because we were kind of interested mm-hmm. in seeing the sequel. So we were like, we should really go back and watch the first one first. And it ended, and we were like, it didn't end abruptly, but it was like, you know what? We could have watched another 40 minutes of movie. Yeah. Like, it seemed really short, and it was only like an hour long. Yeah. Uh, so my hope is the second one is a little longer. But, um, we um, saw the basically preview. the whole cast is back. So. We, we saw the preview for this, Scott, when we went to see Rango, right? Do you remember that? Yes. I remember laughing out loud at the preview, and I never, I don't usually laugh out loud. Yeah, was that the one where he's like staring out at the crowd and saying like. Yes, he has the kung fu staring contest. Yeah. Yes, that was great. Just great. I'll uh, see it. Yeah. I'll totally see Sold. it. Sold. Again, not an opening weekender, but I'm yeah. also planning to see yeah, kung Definitely, weekender. yeah. Okay. And of course, the one that we, even, even we adults have been itching to see, Smurfs 3D. Ooh. Can who's shut your smurfing mouth? <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> really, I'm this trying looks to... so fucking stupid. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who the human people are in it. I can't even. Uh, Hank Azaria is listed as the villain. Is he actually is he Gargamel? Gargamel? Because yes. that would be great. Yes, I've seen actually seen pictures of him as, and it looks weird. I might just Not see it lie. because of that. I really like Hank Azaria. Uh, yeah. You know what? It might be a. It might be a. 
have, a rental. Have you seen Hank? In, I think you're right. In what was that? Uh, Night at the Museum. Was it the second one? I think where he's King Tut. Oh gosh. <laughs> I, I was like, it. Hank, why? <laughs> really? You're on the Simpsons, man. Don't you don't have to do this stuff. I, he will always be the Blue Raja <laughs> <laughs> from Mystery Man. That was a good no. One. That is a good movie. I will definitely not be seeing Smurfs 3D. I I'm I'm I, sick of the 3D thing. Anyway. I hope it tanks so hard. It and will. they're like, you know what? We should stop doing this. But this you know, is a generation Hollywood... removed from from kids. Oh yeah, and it's the same people. I'm assuming same people who are doing the Garfield movies. Oh, and those Bill Murray. Why another thing where you're like, why he did it for the money, dear boy? <laughs> like Peter O'Toole. Just like Peter O'Toole. <laughs> Bill Murray gets it. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Diverse, diverse guy. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new segment on The Unknown Studio. You'll recall a few episodes back, probably a couple months ago, in fact, um, Scott and I attended Edmonton Story Slam at the Haven Social Club. And while we were there, I spoke with uh, one of the organizers about maybe you know, playing some Story Slam segments on the Unknown Studio. And lo and behold, they have agreed to allow us to record their show. So here's the deal. This is the first ever, well, second ever, but first this season. This is the first ever uh, Edmonton Story Slam segment that we're doing on the Unknown Studio podcast. And what Scott and I have decided to do is we'll go every third Wednesday to the Haven Social Club. The show usually starts at around 6.30 or 7.00. Please show up and you'll see Scott and I there recording the whole thing. And what we'll do is we'll pick our favorite um, story slam of the night. So uh, call it the person's choice, persons being Scott C. Bourgeois and myself. Um, we'll pick what we think was our favorite story. And, and in this particular case, it happens to not be the same one that won. Um, but the one that won was fantastic. So what we have for you tonight are two great stories from two great writers who told their stories live at the Haven Social Club in April. Now, the first one is the one that Scott and I picked. It was read by a girl named Janae. It was her first story slam, and we'll, we'll give it a listen. Scott and I really enjoyed it, and we hope you do too. Being bored and horny is a dangerous combination when you're 17 and incredibly stupid. It was the summer between grade 11 and 12, and I decided answering a booty call from my friend Mark would be a good way of breaking up the summer monotony. Nearing the end of our rendezvous, Mark received a phone call from his friend. I could hear a low voice on the other end, and I knew he could hear me because immediately Mark handed me the phone. His name was JT, and he heard a pretty girl and was desperate to talk to her. How flattering. And he was flattering and coy, and his voice sounded like maple syrup. And he sounded interesting, and what's more, he sounded interested in me. He asked for my number, so I gave it to him naturally. The moment we hung up, though, Mark said to me with a straight face, you can't meet him, Janae. He's in jail. He calls me sometimes, and that's where he calls from. And I felt like I was going to vomit. There was no going back, though. He had my number. And I admit, I was excited, but man, he was going to call my house from jail. And he did, and I shouldn't have, but I picked up the phone and from that moment on began a brief affair with an inmate. We flirted a lot, and he asked me what my life was like, and I told him, like, boring. And I asked him what his life was like, and he said, sucky, no kidding. He phoned me every second day. He told me about how he was in jail because he had gotten into a fight while living on the street and stabbed someone in self-defense, and he was living on the street because his stepfather hated him. 
And I lived a relatively charmed life and found all of this sad and fascinating. I learned he was two years older than me and that although we had never met, we had gone to the same high school. I looked in the yearbook and I found a photo of him and he didn't look scary, but then neither did those boys who went to my high school who beat a man to death on a bus, so. Whenever he phoned, the caller ID just read Government of Alberta, so I told my parents he worked for the provincial government and the lie satisfied my mother completely, but my father was suspicious from day one. And about a month in, he asked, why doesn't he ever phone you from his house? And uh, that's a good question, Dad. And I was never good at keeping secrets, so I gave up really easily. He's in jail, I said bluntly. That's why he never calls me from his house. And all my mother ever said was, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> my dad, however, commenced his five-step process to losing his shit. He broke into an immediate cold sweat, puffed up like a blowfish, his mouth pursed so hard it looked like it was going to devour his face. His eyes bulged and his pupils constricted into two specks that bore lasers into my very soul. And he didn't say anything for what I swear to God was 2,000 years, and I uh, unsuccessfully tried to remain unfazed. Then he took a deep breath and said, I can't make you do anything, Janae, but if you're gonna keep talking to this boy, I need to know everything about him. So I told him everything. But when I told my dad his name, he flinched. And I didn't know what that meant, but it didn't take me long to find out. The very next day, my dad stormed up to me in a fury and said, that boy in jail, I know his stepdad. I said, oh? And I thought, holy shit. <laughs> I talked to him today, he said. I think there's something you should know about this boy. He told you he's in jail for a fight. He lied. My dad took a breath and said, he's in jail because he raped his little sister. And I told him, no, you're lying. There's no way. And then the phone rang and it was JT. Ask him, my dad snarled. So I did, I picked up the phone, stared right at my dad in the face and said, hi, did you molest your sister? And then there was a silence. And then he confessed, it was true. He begged me to keep picking up when he called, saying that he couldn't go on and that he was sorry for the things that he'd done and for lying to me like they were equally terrible. The thing is, your perception of a person really changes after you find out that they've sexually assaulted an eight-year-old. I couldn't speak to him anymore, I told him. After months of silence, he phoned one last time, not thinking my mom picked up the phone and handed it right to me. He told me he was getting out tomorrow and wanted to know if I'd go bowling with him and his friends. I politely declined. About two years after that, I was taking a bus downtown when JT stepped on. I recognized him immediately because he looked exactly like his yearbook photo, and we spent 20 minutes two feet away from each other, and he had no idea who I was. Next up, the winner of Edmonton Story Slam for the month of April 2011, a young lady named Dawn who gave a rousing story about adventure travel catalogs. It was a great story. We hope you enjoy it. If I, Don Dumont, wrote for the Mountain Equipment Company catalog. Number one, the hybrid sleeping bag, $135. So <laughs> okay. Excellent for temperatures up to minus 20. So it would be perfect for that camping trip with your outdoorsy boyfriend, Steve, 
except that you broke up with him before you made the trip. Next time, rent before buying, idiot. Still, the sleeping bag can be used when you're too lazy to do the laundry. Sleeping in it is like climbing back inside the womb, especially when you're having one of those sad drunks. Warning, <laughs> don't puke in it. Number two, Patagonia better sweater full zip hoodie, $127. Wind resistant, you bought it with the intention of becoming one of those winter runner people. The first minus 25 day royally fucked up that plan because no amount of fleas can keep out the cold hands of winter. After five minutes, you were back at your front door, your hands so frozen you could barely get the key in the lock. It took five hours to get full feeling back in your face. Now, you wear the hoodie while watching illegally downloaded movies on your computer. <laughs> Bonus, the front zip chin guard helps to keep popcorn from falling down your shirt. <laughs> the black diamond viper hammer, $199. So, you decided to learn about ice climbing and went to buy climbing equipment, except that the mountain equipment company employees with their rosy cheeks and dockers intimidated you. And instead of asking for help, you pretended you knew what you were doing, and that is why you have a hammer and you have no idea what the fuck it's for. <laughs> you decided to learn about climbing by watching 127 hours. And what's, and what seemed to be a helpful tool now looks like the exact object that you will use to cut off your own limbs. So you decide to leave it on your bedside table, and now you use it to scare away, or climb, any intruders. <laughs> also, in a pinch, can also be used as a nutcracker. The MSR Dragonfly Stove, $118. You don't like camping. Your family likes camping. But you decided to be a good sport. You figured a cute little stove would make up for the fact that you can't drink because everyone is bringing their kids. S'mores, you thought, will make this whole shitty chip trip, <laughs> shitty trip worthwhile. But when you unpacked it, you realized this thing was more complicated than getting a stalker blocked from your cell phone. You spent three hours figuring it out while your nieces and nephews poke you with their melted marshmallow sticks. You give up because honestly, anything to do with propane scares you. Later that night, it begins to rain, and you do not bother to rescue the MSR Dragonfly stove. Instead, you mumble from your sleeping bag, suck it, stove, it's your fault for being so complicated. Thank you, everyone. Are you looking for current, relevant, highly specialized digital media instruction you need to seek out? The Guru. Guru Digital Arts College offers intense six-month programs that simulate real-world projects. You'll work in small classes in a casual professional environment and meet industry pros who offer a mentor-style approach to learning. Some institutions make the same claim, but with Guru, you'll develop the confidence to get out and become a part of the digital media community. Come visit us anytime. Check out a class, talk with our instructors, and be part of the Guru experience. For more information, email info at gurudigitalarts.com or call 1-877-429-4878. And now, a dramatic reading with Scott C. Bourgeois. 
Preheat an oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Line a 13 by 9 inch cake tin with grease proof or other non-stick paper and grease the tin. Melt 3 quarters of a cup of butter in a saucepan. In a bowl, combine 1 and 3 quarters cups of all-purpose flour, 1 and a half cups of sugar, 4 tablespoons of unsweetened cocoa powder, 1 teaspoon of baking powder, another teaspoon of vanilla extract. Add 3 eggs to the bowl. Pour in your melted butter along with 3 fluid ounces of hot water and mix the entire mass until smooth. Add 4 ounces of 40 to 50% cocoa chocolate chips and 5 ounces of chopped pecans or walnuts. Now, pour the mixture evenly into the cake tin and bake it at 350 degrees Fahrenheit until a wooden pick inserted in the center comes out clean. It should take approximately 20 to 30 minutes. While you wait, you shall prepare frosting. Mix one-third of a cup of butter, eight ounces of sweet or semi-sweet dark chopped chocolate, two tablespoons of light corn syrup, and two tablespoons of hot espresso. Heat this mixture in a double boiler until it has melted and stir until smooth. When the cake is done, let it cool. Then glaze the top with the chocolate frosting and enjoy your Scandinavian brownies. Moving on to, uh, I suppose, better movies. Oh, really? Arguably. But comedies now. We're moving into comedies. Oh, so this is, okay. again, your mileage may vary. Um, Judd Apatow has a movie coming out. This really? Summer. Really? Bridesmaids. Oh, that's, oh. I didn't. He's producing. He's I'm a assuming. producer. Okay. okay. Yeah. But I'm, you know, his name is still attached to it. Um, it's got uh, Kristen Wiig and Paul, uh, is it Paul Feig? I don't know. I, both of their names are spelled complicatedly, aren't they? Mm. It's true. I like and, uh, uh, I mean, there's some freaks and geeks connections there. So, and I know that a lot of people, that's kind of a cult hit. I like, uh, I like Judd Apatow a lot. Um, I'll, I'll probably see it if, if either I allow myself to be dragged along to it or if it gets pretty decent reviews. I don't yeah, expect I think I might to get, wait like, for some reviews on that. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to get a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I remember watching a trailer and my wife going, oh, that looks, that looks wonderful. That looks like the girl's hangover. And I'm thinking, exactly. Like the girl's <laughs> you know oh my god, The girl's <laughs> hangover could be pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could be yeah. really good. Which segues into the other one, uh, yeah. The oh. Hangover 2. I'm which, good at this Which also comes out this. Yeah, when we, were, when we were just starting to talk at the beginning of the show, or before the beginning of the show, we were talking about The Hangover. And whether or not it's necessary to make a second one. Oh, I can't wait. Well, really? From uh, the from the studio point of view, yes, because it made like a billion. Yeah. It was it was a sleeper hit for sure. Um, what's what's this one about? I think the exact same S- thing. Someone else is getting <laughs> married now. Yes, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's Ed Helms' character. Yeah. Ed Helms is is he marrying Heather Graham? Yes. No, 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 no. Oh. See, that's what I thought too when I heard it. I'm like, oh, that's perfect. That's smart. I love then, the way they handled that story in the first film. Yeah, I and, really like. Oh yeah, and but Heather Graham, I don't even think is in the movie. Another one of those Transformers. Yeah, we just she couldn't couldn't afford her. Couldn't didn't want to have her. In the so next we got one. Megan Fox instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's yeah. crazy. Yeah. She's crazy. I he gets I think he gets married to someone from Thailand is the story and then I think <laughs> I don't quote me but that they do end up in Thailand is it's the hangover instead of in Vegas it's in Thailand 
You know, it'll probably be funny. Yeah. It'll be formulaic and it'll be very similar to the first film. And for some reason, they're still going to run into that flamboyant Asian dude. From Community? That, uh, yeah. What's his chain? Senior chain. They're yeah. going to run into him <laughs> in I think, Thailand. I think it's Ken Jong. Yes. Who's actually in a really funny Pepto-Bismol commercial. <laughs> you need to see it. Look up. Yeah. I'll see. I'll, my whole world is advertising now. But So I'm like, which, I, which ad are you excited to see? Will they run into Mike Tyson again? I don't know. Thailand. I feel like probably they could. I would assume. Isn't there supposed to be a president or I believe, I think Bill Clinton is supposed to make a surprise appearance. <laughs> I, I believe. I heard that. Yeah. Well, it's Maybe. not a surprise anymore. Yeah. Spoiler. Ooh, sorry. Well, Mondo J's got the inside scoop. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'll see it. I think it's, it's yeah, I'll see it's, it. I feel like, like I think we were saying earlier, going to be the exact same as as the first one, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm so okay with that. I, agreed. Totally agreed. Awesome. That pretty much runs down the list that we've got. I mean, there's probably other movies that are coming out that aren't marquee names. That like we've missed. Ones. Yeah. yeah. But, there, uh, there was one actually that I saw this morning. Um, what's his name from the office? Just left the office the other night. Uh, uh, Steve Carell. Yes. Carell and Ryan Gosling uh, in a movie called, what was it called? Crap. No, I'm, that's, I'm, this is a great topic. Right here. Uh, <laughs> what will Jay forget next? Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it always happens when there's a microphone in front oh, of you. Oh, I know. Like, it's got a... Murphy's, Murphy's podcast. I believe it was called uh, something... I don't know. Ah, you know what? Never mind. I can't remember what, for the life of me. But the trailer was great. Look, just Google Ryan Gosling uh, and and The Office Dude. Yeah. <laughs> and Steve Carell? Yeah. Steve Carell. <laughs> Again, yeah. <laughs> It'll this be is wonderful. It'll be yeah, it'll be good. Hey, it, it, it'll be a sleeper. If we've missed any uh, any blockbuster movies on this list, guys, find us on Twitter, Unknown Studio, and uh, yell at us about the movie we forgot and why you want to see it. Or tell us why we were wrong about these ones. Because yeah. we weren't. <laughs> There's a couple <laughs> movies that are already out at the time of this recording. That's that true. Are, that are summer blockbusters that kind of got the jump on the season. Yeah. Scream 4 is out. Yeah. And and have, have you guys seen that? Was yeah. it good? I. It's good, probably going to be just original, so original and awesome. Yeah, it was another one of those <laughs> ones that I'm like, there was a second and a third one. I, <laughs> yeah, so okay, I right. knew there was a second one. I knew yeah. there was a second one. And at the time of this recording, uh, the number one movie in the box office is, of course, Fast Five. Yeah, which uh, is yes. the Fast and the Furious. fifth Fast and Furious movie. You know what movie I want to see? I don't know what it's called. I don't know. I don't even know if it comes out this summer. Fast Six. No. <laughs> yes, two years from now. Yeah. Uh, the movie that's coming out with Rain Wilson and Ellen Page as oh, hapless superheroes. Super. When it, and that's coming Nathan out. Nathan Fillion is also in that movie. Is too. that right? Yes. Is that coming out this summer? I believe it. It kind of it did the independent circuit. And yeah, I, think I think it's, it's already been out. Out, kind of. It's one of those those indie flicks that select yeah. theaters. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm still excited to see it, and it will be the blockbuster of my summer. There I have go. no doubt. No I, whatsoever. And I thought, I saw a trailer for it, and I thought it looked very much like Kick-Ass. Yes. Which was a great f- summer blockbuster last year. I enjoyed Kick-Ass. Last year. I think Kick-Ass is a little older than a year old. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe really? a year and a half. Maybe. Yeah. But it had McLovin. And who doesn't love McLovin? Only Nazis. Only white supremacists. It's that time, Scott. Is it? It is. The time for your favorite part of the show. You mean? The Fast 50. That's what you mean. That's right. Wow. 
Now, Jay, I know you've listened to the show before. I have. It's true. That's gratifying. I, yeah. I feel like we're, we're taking them down one at a time, Scott. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually, the whole world of Edmonton will have listened to this show. Well, and beyond. <laughs> you mean the Duke? Yes. Near the airport. A little Spruce Grove action? Come on. No, fuck those people. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. I'm Ooh. just kidding, Spruce Grove. Your strange semi-villages... Uh, let's be fair. It's not really Spruce Grove. It's Stony Grove. Stony Grove. Because Grove. Stony Plain and Spruce Grove are separated right. by An across alleyway. the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <A> highway. <laughs> um, so really, it's basically one municipality. So I am making fun of two municipalities in one. Yes. Nice. Well, fuck me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. It takes talent. If anyone out there in Spruce Grove is listening, yeah, really, really apologize. That you live in Spruce Grove. Okay, here we go. The Fast 15 with Mondo J. <laughs> J, number one, your favorite food. Favorite food? Uh, say fettuccine Alfredo. Very Love specific. Yes. Very delicious. Mm -hmm. Your favorite color? Blue. Mac, PC, or Linux? Mac. Oh, yeah. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Yeah. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Though I drink more tea than I do coffee. That's but probably, I love it. It's like a treat. for you? Coffee Def is a treat. Yes. I like yeah. to think so. Just it's like a treat Starbucks. I have every morning. Yeah. Because <laughs> I deserve it. Waking well, up is hard work and I deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your first victory of the day. <laughs> Not staying in bed. Uh, your favorite holiday? Oh, is a birthday count as a holiday? Probably not. Uh, yeah, it does. Well, because sure. mine's on St. Patrick's Day, so that's it's not really a holiday in Weird. Canada. And you're wearing uh, green today. Oh, yeah. It know. is a holiday in Canada. It, sort of. If you're Irish or Jay. Yeah, exactly. Are you Irish? I'd like to think so. Let's let's pretend I am. Okay. Okay. Tap it a morning to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your uh, your favorite sport? Basketball, easily. Oh yeah, you're always tweeting about that. Yeah, and and it's funny because I get mixed reactions. I get the. Who tweets about basketball from Edmonton? And I get that, please stop. <laughs> like the okay. occasional guy that's like, the hockey playoffs are on. Stop talking about the Grizzlies. There, there's a guy that we used to work with at the Gateway, uh, Chris O'Leary, who oh, was yes. a sports editor. Do you follow him on I, Twitter? Him and I talk occasionally on Twitter. Because yeah. he's, he's, he likes the basketball. Yes, he does. So that's yeah. the guy you got to be talking to. Oh, yeah. And in fact, the only person I know who watch. Although I watch basketball a lot because my roommate watches basketball nice. a lot. And uh, it's quite an enjoyable sport to watch. So. And who do you cheer for when you watch with your roommate? I always cheer for whoever's losing. <laughs> nice. I, I don't yeah, know a the lot underdog. about it. Yeah. Go for the underdog. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know a lot about it. But anyway, your favorite pastime? Pastime? Uh, I'm a big comic book reader. I like right. the comic books. Your favorite music right now? Right now, uh, I'm listening to a lot of Kanon, which, ah. which is interesting. Yeah. Not now, usually my genre, but hey. There you go. What is usually your genre? Uh, usually more uh, of this Sonic 1029 kind of area, the alternative stuff. Sure, fair enough. Yeah. And now your favorite movie. Oh. R right oh. at this particular time. At this particular time, uh, I'm going to go with Romeo and Juliet. The, the, the uh, Baz Luhrmann one? Yes, yes. A great movie. Classic. I'm a big Shakespeare guy, so. I need not? to watch that one again. It's classic. I haven't seen. We actually went to see that in the theaters in high school. Nice. In English class. Which was cool, but consequently, because of my drug-addled brain, uh, I do not remember it that well. It doesn't, it didn't age well. I mean, if you watch it now, you'd be like, oh, MTV, why? <laughs> but it's still great. So for, for anybody who likes Shakespeare, great, great film. Right on. Okay. Your favorite video game? Favorite video game? Right now, I'm playing a lot of uh, Sword and Sorcery. It's oh, an that's iPad a great game. game. So good. It I want to play it, but I don't have a platform I can play it on. Oh, it's it's a lot of fun. 
They just released it on iPhone a couple weeks ago, too. So Still doesn't help, Scott. Oh, Scott. One of these yeah. days, when we're doing something together, and I don't want to talk to you for a little while, <laughs> I'll let <laughs> you play Swords. It's funny. It's Swords spelled Swords I with know. a W and Sorcery. Sorcery. With a yes. W as well. I love that. Yes. I think it's great. It's a, it's a very cool game. Oh, super fun. It reminds me of the old uh, classic like Monkey Island and those great, great point-and-click games. I really want to talk to the guys from user-created content about this because... Uh, because I think it's interesting that, that the graphics on it are whatever. They're pi- yeah. highly pixelated deliberately. Yeah. But because the sound effects and the music are amazing, the game experience, it's like w- watching a full res game. Oh, and I yeah. do remember that Ram uh, from user-created, user-created content, content. Uh, on Twitter was talking about how the game uh, was very good. I'm, I'm just going to paraphrase him. That, mm-hmm. it was, that it was a very good experience for him yes. and that he yes. felt that... Uh, other game designers who do adventure games needed to play it and take lessons from it. Yeah. I think uh, the next time we do a video game show, because it's been a while since we've actually done... That's true. And we don't want to steal user-created content. Thunder. We've, we've done uh, we've done movies twice in recent months. That's right. Mm-hmm. And we haven't done video games in a while. We also, uh, dear listener, uh, I, I guess I can spoil this, we do intend to have a sports show coming up in the next uh, month do. or so. It's been a long time since we've done a sports show. So we're going to revisit some topics we haven't done in a while. And now, so bear with us. We're getting there. It's nice. true. Getting the inside scoop. I like this. But we'll, but we'll have we'll talk to the the swords and sorceries guys uh, on our video and the forthcoming video game show that will happen sometime within our lifetimes. Cool. Uh, now back to the longest fast fifteen ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could have one superpower, Jay, what would it be? Oh, I'd love to fly. I think flying's easy. It's usually that or invisibility. That's those are common ones. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Now the real question that. Scott and I want to know is Star Trek or Star Wars? Oh, oh, that's that's a toughie. <laughs> it sure is, sir. Uh, but I'm my dad's gonna love this. I'm gonna go for the Trek. Why not? Then, the, then call me your dad because oh. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask. We don't usually ask this as an addendum. Which Star Trek is your favorite? Oh, that's easy. Next generation. Easy, easy. Fair enough. Though the the recent incarnation, the J.J. Abrams, big fan. I did enjoy that film. Yes, I quite, okay. quite enjoy it. I'm looking forward to more. We, now, we all know that Scott's favorite is Deep Space Nine. It's true. I'm. You know what? Oh. TNG is a close mm. second. Very close. Oh. I will say. But DS9 had the narrative, and the narrative kicks TNG's ass, in my opinion. So. I don't know if I just haven't watched enough DS9, but it's like right... Just barely above Voyager. Oh, for dude, me. I, dude, you got to watch it all the way through. I, if you, I if you must, because I don't get it. If you sit down and you, uh, you need to kind of slog through the first season because it's laying all the groundwork mm. for what's but to man, come. T- first season but man, first season TNG sucked too. But as soon as you hit the second season, it, it starts to pick up, and when it gets to the Dominion stuff, it is awesome. I love all TNG, even the first. When season, we okay? do, when we do our. Uh, Star Trek episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, another upcoming which, episode. It, which oh, will be called yeah. Battle of the Trexes. Nice. We'll have you on, Jay. Oh, I would and, love that. And you, that. you, you can, you can defend uh, and cheer for your favorite series, and we'll, but we will have this happen. Nice. Not right now. Captain Picard will will be represented. Right on. Okay, now that we're on to the wild card questions. Um, I didn't want to get into... Um, I, I like post-apocalyptic films. Mm-hmm. I love seeing what the blighted future is going to look like. Yeah. But I didn't want to limit you just to film with this question. So... What is your favorite post-apocalyptic future? In which universe? Ooh. In which it was it in a comic book? Was it in a film? Hmm, that's a that's a pretty good one. There's uh, why the last man. There's an interesting. Really like those graphic novels. I 
I didn't. <laughs> but I, I like the idea. I love the idea. So do, do you, are you familiar with Why oh, the Last I'm Man? Oh, I'm familiar. Yeah. But our listener may not be. So Why the Last Man is a graphic novel about uh, a disease that suddenly ravages the human race but only kills off the men, yeah. save for one young man. And his monkey. What's his name again? I couldn't. He's got I, a Shakespearean I've, name. Like maybe William? It's Yago, I think, actually. No, it's not. It's <laughs> not? Yeah, I don't, it's Ampersand. No, that's the monkey's name. The monkey's name is Ampersand. Yes, I'm I asking. I thought you were talking about the monkey. No, I'm talking about the dude. Oh, Yorick. <laughs> Yorick. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. What's his What's his sister's name? Something uh, equally ridiculous. It was, it was also something from Shakespeare. Yeah. Because their father, father was, was a Shakespearean professor scholar. Or something like that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, you put me on the spot, and now I cannot recall. But uh, she also had a Shakespeare. Now, in that, in that, in that post-apocalyptic future... Do you want to be sort of a fly on the wall, or do you want to be the last dude? No, I want to be the dude. Yeah, why Why not? I mean, I'm married, so hey, it wouldn't. it's not that way. Yeah. I just think it'd be very, very, very interesting to w- sit back and watch all the ladies fight figure, each other. Figure, no, Fall figure apart. that out. Yeah. Figure how. I think your wife would have to f- I can't wait till she listens to, to this. this I'm going to get in, I'm sorry. I'm in so much. I, I'd just like to apologize to her on, on your behalf. Thank you. Okay, Thank you're you welcome. Well, I, yeah. I know what Adam's answer to that question would be. Because what? he is a huge fan of the Fallout series. Oh, yes. Ooh. Although, I, and you're totally right, I do have a fascination with the blighted future of, and it's so depressing, but Cormac McCarthy's The Road, which Ooh. was also a movie with Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, that would... It was morbidly fascinating to me, the way see, that human beings reorganized and became very savage. See, the one that it was battling in my head is, uh, what's it, Mel Gibson's... Uh, Yes, Mad you. Max. Mad yeah. Max. That was the other one because driving around cars just anywhere, anyhow. Yeah. With rocking the leather and shotguns, why not? But I am deeply fascinated by the Fallout future. It's so awesome. It's like the game. The only game I play on my PlayStation is pathetic. Anyway, uh, your your the last wild card question for Jay. Okay. Your favorite comic book movie. Oh, favorite. That's pretty. Actually, pretty easy. Is it? Now that I think about it, ba- the Dark Knight. Why? Why not? Uh, sure. That's, that's Batman's my my big uh, superhero. If I, if they keep keep making Batman movies, keep redoing them, I'll be a happy happy camper. <laughs> but uh, yeah, The Dark Knight easily, very easily. What about you, Scott? Favorite superhero movie? Like comic book movie, I guess. Favorite comic book movie? Because that's, that's, that's a lot broad. Okay, yeah, no, let's, no, no, no. let's go with superhero. Super traditional comic books. Traditional superhero movie. Oh, uh, oh, there's a lot of them. And um, I'd need a minute to think on that. Uh, my instinct would be to also go with the most recent Batman movies because yeah. they have been so good. Right. And I'll bet you if I put some thought into it, I would find something which I'm like, oh, I know I like that better. But putting me on the spot, I'd have to agree with The Dark Knight. I have a particular fondness, uh, just thinking about it right now, for the very first, the Tim Burton Batman film with Michael yeah. Keaton and Jack Nicholson. That was a good one, too. Because yeah. it was such a quirky... But dark well, it was world. A very, you know? It was a very Tim Burton esque yeah. vision. Yeah, yeah and, I, if, and I like that. If Tim Burton did the Batman comic, that's what it would look like. Yeah, right? exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So there you go, the Fast Fifteen with Mondo J. Nice. And that brings us to the end of this fine episode. Jay, thank you for joining us. Yes. No problem. Not a problem so, at all. You know what? Sometimes we talk about poignant issues, and sometimes we just shoot the breeze for an hour on uh, something very nerdy. And we will see you all at the movies. You've been listening to The Unknown Studio, episode 48. Our guest, Jay Runham. Pre-production by Adam Rosenhart. Post-production by Scott C. Bourgeois. The Unknown Studio is a proud member of the League of Extraordinary Media. You can visit us on the web at theunknownstudio.ca. Thanks for listening.
Hey, Scott. Yes, Adam. Could you pass the butter? My popcorn isn't swimming in it. Hey. <laughs> hey, Scott. Yes, Adam. <laughs> that was stupid. Hey, Scott. Yes, Adam. Could you pass the butter? My popcorn isn't quite swimming in it. Butter. <laughs>